Let's jump in and get as much time today as we can get. Why not? All right. Okay. So, your devices, you can fold them down or close them. You don't need them out right now for this class, for what we're doing. All you need on your desk is a book. So, devices are closed, right? Your phones are closed. Unless you're going to like declare and show the class that you're actually doing Twelfth Night on your device, and that's what you need to do. So you've got your book out. You're reading Act 2. You read Act 2, Scene 5, which is hysterical. Hopefully you read it. If you didn't yet, don't miss it. Yes? I was just declaring. I turned out my book at home, so I'm just using all my Great. Yeah, and there's up here if you want. But yeah, thank you for declaring. That's all we got. Yeah, we can give it up for declaring. There you go. Stay on that page. Now, um, we're going to be, like we said, with this play, we're reading and watching, reading and watching, and then start trickling into Act 3. With Act 3 homework, I'm going to want you to now start to respond. So you're finding quotes, and now you're responding. We're just going to slowly ramp that all up, okay? And you guys are doing a great job with your homework. I appreciate your effort. There is something to be said right now just simply for this. Ready? Act dot, excuse me, scene dot line. Everybody got that? That's how you do location for Shakespeare. Act, scene, line. I want the location. The other thing though is a lot of you are just giving me the lines and not actually giving me the lines. So I want the lines. Like I want, I, I almost have this play memorized. I've taught it enough, but I'm not like, I don't know what that line is. I could probably guess. Okay, so in your homework, Write, type out, cut and paste, whatever you do with the lines themselves and their location and your theme, and now we're in the flow. We good? Cool. Should we pray? Give it up for Miss Perry. Whew. Awesome. So good. She is a good storyteller. <laughs> She's an amazing person. All right. Uh, Jesus, thank you. Thank you that you see us. You're the author who sees. You're writing our stories. You're with us in the stories. You're, you love us. And you know, you know how hard this can get here. And that you are with us in the pain. You often pull us out of pain. And when you don't, you redeem it. You encourage us. You see us through. Thank you for that. Guide us towards truth. And thank you for today. May we be inspired by Shakespeare as we're, we're diving in. In your name, Jesus, amen. All right, let's all go in the text to page 118, Act 2, Scene 1. Act 2, Scene 1 is rolling. We're looking for more characters. We're looking for plot. We're looking for subplot. We've got the more characters, we've got the plot, and scene three is what we're doing today. We're going to get the subplot, all right? Will you stay no longer? Antonio, Sebastian, they're talking. We realize that dad is dead. He thinks his sister's drowned, but she's gorgeous. Even though she's beautiful, she looks like him. Identity, all that kind of stuff, right, is coming in there. 
and he's off to Orsino's house. But before he goes off to Orsino's house, we get this loaded powder keg line. Hey, if I can't serve you, kill me right now because I love you so much. Thanks, bro. <laughs> right? Like, feeling it right there. Text. And then do we have subtext? Yeah, so we're, we're just making sure we got this on Shakespeare's play in the spectrum of love. There's plenty of love to go around. And we can have the text of brotherly love. We can also have the text of the homosexual attraction, homosexual love on this, in this script. Questions, thoughts, comments? Now, don't miss this. He's off to Orsino's house. He just said that his sister looks like him. She's gorgeous, but she looks like him. He's off to Orsino's house. <laughs> and his sister, who he thinks is dead, is where? At Orsino's house, dressed as what? Him. Okay, okay. There we go. <laughs> Catching the traction. Act two, scene two. She's the man. Wait, oh, what? I, Olivia just fell in love with who? Me, but I'm, I'm a girl, and I love Arsino, and uh, oh, how will this fadge, like how is this gonna work out? Oh, time, thou must untangle this knot, right? Not I, oh, I love that line, it's just so clever. Disguise, I see thou art a wickedness, wherein the pregnant enemy does much. When we partner with lies, we're partnering with who? The father of lies. Lies and love. <laughs> no, right? The father of lives, lies gives birth to chaos. Good thing this is a comedy, right? Okay. Questions, thoughts, comments? We ready to roll? Go team. Act two, scene three. I think I should, I'm, gonna cut, I'm just gonna warn you. I'm just I'm gonna play for like a minute and then stop it. But I feel like we should get the movie rolling. So we get the movie rolling? Cause we got, there's, a, there's a love poem right here on page 125. It's Shakespeare and it's a love poem and a play about love. What do we gotta do? We gotta, we, gotta, we gotta watch it. We gotta talk about it and then watch it both. So you guys have already seen these scenes. And we don't need to go through them again. Unless you want to. Do you want to watch them again? Yeah, sure. Yeah? They're short. We can do it. Why not? Here we go. A couple minutes. We got tons of time. You okay there? Were you not even now with the Countess Olivia? You and now, sir, on a moderate pace, I've since arrived at her. She returns this ring to you, sir. You might have saved me my pains to have taken it away yourself. She adds, moreover, that you should put your lord into a desperate assurance she will none of him. Well, receive it so. She took the ring of me. Ah, none of it. Come, sir, you peevishly throw it to her. What? And her will is it shall be so returned. Look at him. He's, a, he's so rude. <laughs> Poor student, for there it lies in your eye. If not, be it is that finds it. I left no ring with her. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Click. What means this lady? <sighs> what you've been my outside. You charmed her. She made good view of me. <laughs> I love this. Did so much 
If her eyes had lost her tongue, she didn't speak in starts. Distractedly. She loves me. <laughs> Sebastian of Messalin, whom I know you've heard of. They left behind him myself and my sister. Viola. Right. Both born in an hour, but we had so ended. But you, sir, altered that. Before you took me from the breach of the sea was my sister drowned. Alas, the day. Lady, sir. Though it was said she much resembled me, was yet a maniac as beautiful. Never left behind means dad died, right? Has mom been mentioned the word mother or mom in the play at all? Forgive me in trouble. If you will not murder me for my love, let me be your servant. Desire it not. Very well at once. I'm bound for the Cantorcino's court. Oh well. The gentleness of all the gods go with thee. I have many enemies in Orsino's court. Else would I very shortly see thee there. Okay, keep going. Oh, when my eyes did see a This is person. inserted. He thought she purged the air of pestilence. <laughs> <laughs> that instant you said all this guy stuff, right? Like and oh! <laughs> Hi Solomon, we're watching the movie. Climbed over the top. What was he thinking? <laughs> then what? I totally drowned, right?
juxtapose this. They've got Malvolio reading a magazine called Amor. <laughs> Who wants love? Come on. Everybody wants love. He's all frustrated because they're loud and annoying. They're actually making fun of him. Right, turn on the tune. This is inserted, they're overlapping the scenes a little bit, scene four. That's old an antique song we heard last night. I thought it would relieve my passion, not. He's not here, so please, your lordship, who should sing it? Who was it? A uh, festy, my lord. A fool that the Lady Olivia's father took much delight in. Will you have a love song or a song of good life? A love song. A love song. Uh, I just care about good life. What? What? <laughs> what? What the heck? I don't care about good life. <laughs> oh, boy. All right. By the way, like, put on the tunes, right? Although we can't just, like, hit iTunes, right? Or Amazon Music or whatever, you know, Spotify. It's what? Play us a song. Hi, Solomon. Uh, there. Oh, whoa, nice. You got a nice rich voice there coming through the right. Bose speaker. Excellent. Cheers. You can hear everything okay? Yeah, I'm good over here. Great. Thanks for joining us. He's got an awesome voice. <laughs> Let's go. All right. Um, we've got a, so a song in a Shakespeare play, right? So what should we do? We, that actually would be awesome. Yeah. We should sing. You want to sing it? <laughs> actually, it's a good, someone could do this for one of their things. But that would be so awesome. All right. We're going to read this through three times because it's Shakespeare, because it's a poem. And then if someone wants to sing it, by all means. I mean, we got the microphone right here. Okay. Oh, mistress mine, where are you roaming? Oh, stay in here. Your true love's coming. I can sing both high and low. Trip no further, pretty sweeting. Journeys end in lovers' meeting. Every wise man's son doth know. Hmm. What is love? Okay, just see if anybody made the connection. Tis not hereafter. Present mirth as present laughter. What's to come is still unsure. In delay there lies no plenty. Then comes smooch me, right? Sweet and twenty. It's great when you're watching this with your wife. And do like hit pause and 20 smooches. All right, then come kiss me, sweet and 20. Youth's the stuff will not endure. How's that? Let's give it up, Shakespeare. Fun little poem. This would have been a pop song back then. Yes, they had them back then as well. How's the poem? How's the love song? We okay? Let's do second read through and do the lit thing with the lit teacher in a lit classroom with Shakespeare's poem on love. Oh, mistress mine, where are you roaming, right? Like, why are you wandering around? Stay and hear. Your true love's coming and can sing both high and low. Really good singer. Trip no further, pretty sweetie, little sweetheart. Why are you tripping? Like, why are you tripping around looking for love? It's where? It's where? It's right here. And by the way, journeys end in lovers' meeting. Everybody knows that, right? Come on, airports are great for this. 
get off the plane, husband gets off the plane, ah, kids, oh, my wife, right? Or you come into the home, ah, you know, wife comes back home, ah, big hug. I mean, hopefully, right? But the journey ends with you coming home, hopefully to what? Love. Yes? No, yes? Boyfriend, girlfriend, who do you want to see first when you come back? Right? Hopefully, I don't know, <laughs> maybe not. What is love? Did, wait, that, did, did that seriously just happen? Like, has anybody made the connection yet? I mean, like, did, just make sure we all got that. Everybody get that? Yeah. One more time. What is love? <laughs> Pop song? Like, just make it sure. I don't know if anybody heard. Did you guys catch that? One more time. Okay, no, wait, way too far, way too far, way too far. What is love? Right? It's right there. I mean, they're asking 400 years ago, how far back are we asking this? What? Like, what is it? I can tell you this. It's not tomorrow. You just want to wait? You want to wait till you fall in love tomorrow? If you wait to get love till tomorrow, when will you get it? Never. Thank you. You will never get it. Present mirth has present laughter. When do we want to laugh? When? Now. I want to laugh now. I want joy now. When do we want love? Now. Right? What's to come is still unsure. In delay, there lies no plenty. You keep waiting, everybody. I'll fall in love in college. I'll do, after college, then I'll fall in love. You know, let me get a job, and then I'll fall in love. Wait, now, after I'm settled in my job, I'll fall in love. You will never what? You'll never experience it. You'll miss it. Then comes smooch me, sweet and 20. Youth's stuff will not endure. I mean, come on, who's in Newsies? Anybody Newsies out there? Yeah. Now's the time to see you today. <laughs> come on, it's like carpe diem. Carpe smooch them. Carpe love them. When should we fall in love? I think some of you, I mean, I know I'm crazy. I think some of you think that I'm the crazy English teacher. Or you think that I'm like doing some little cute little literature thing and interpreting the poem. Actually, like, let's make this really practical. Sitting here right in the room, some of you have not allowed yourself to fall in love yet. Probably because mom and dad have said so, or you got, you know, some rule, or a youth pastor told you to be careful, or some pastor said it, or you read it somewhere. Fine, you don't have to. Just FYI, though. If you keep that mentality, you'll what? You'll never have it. Our God's name is love. Love is some of the coolest stuff ever. Love is actually what pretty much everybody wants. <laughs> so if you're going to wait, fine, wait. But if all you do is wait, you will what? You'll miss it. If you're like, I got to wait for just the right person, and then I'll get my first kiss. Okay, keep waiting. Keep waiting. And then you might never what? You can die without a smooch. No! Stop the madness! Are you serious? You're gonna die without a smooch? Kisses are awesome, right? I mean, oh wait, actually you're not supposed to respond to that. Maybe you are. I don't. But some of you've never been kissed. You never smooched anybody. Maybe your dog. That's fine. Right? But I know it's really tricky. With I mean, I, I was waiting for the COVID thing to come up. Like, wait, we can't kiss right now. Dominguez. Well, sorry. <laughs> Bummer for you. Social distance kissing through masks and stuff. That's just weird, right? But I think it's so intriguing to consider this concept like 
oh, but I gotta wait, and then I'll have a kiss, and then I'll have a kiss. Yeah, wait till tomorrow to get kissed or to kiss someone, and you'll never what? You'll never get a smooch. You'll never get to share breath with someone that's so intimate and close. Wait, phone? Are we on Shakespeare on phone? Yeah, yeah, put away. I mean, we're talking about kissing in class, and you're on your phone? Like, let's go, all right? In delay, there lies no plenty. If you keep waiting for love, if you keep waiting for smooches, if you keep waiting for just the right girl or just the right guy, by the way, you're allowed to keep waiting. But what is Shakespeare saying? Don't wait. Yeah, well, I mean, maybe, maybe not. I think it's really intriguing. Like, maybe you should wait, but don't miss this. If all you do is wait, what? Yeah, when are you going to stop waiting and dive in? Most of you are already seniors. Good job waiting. You're going to wait till senior in college? What, like, when? Now, don't miss what Mr. Dominguez is saying on some level, right? I often get a phone call or two with this lesson, which is fine. <laughs> I can handle a parent calling in. I'm just giving you some Shakespeare today, that's all, right? <laughs> and. Shakespeare is the poet of love, the poet of true love, one of them at least. But I think a lot of you get the message that you need to wait and you need to be careful and it's got to be just the right person. And is that an important message? I'm not underlying, is that an important message? What, I, what I'm concerned about is that maybe that's the only message you're getting. And so this lit teacher, this crazy English teacher, this poet of love, this play about love, there's a song in Act 2. What do we get in Act 2? <laughs> More characters, subplot, and plot. It's a play about love. And what might the fool be offering the characters? Hey, <laughs> hey, carpe love them. Carpe smooch them. Carpe did don't. You're not getting younger. I look out at you guys. I see a lot of life, a lot of vigor, a lot of hope. In the midst of pandemic and in the midst of all this crazy, there's still love, right? It's still there. Don't worry, I didn't make it your homework assignment yet. <laughs> although, although, right? There's something to be said for saying yes to love. Yeah. Well, that's this. Let's go. Let's get it up right there. Let's go. Right, ready? <laughs> Let's go. But what's behind that? Miss Trot. Thank you. Let's give it up for Miss Trot right there. I like how you phrased it. Do I think? I can control love, and actually, that's why, we, that's why I slowed down with Act 1. What does Olivia say? I, I mean, he's gorgeous, and he's wealthy, and he's generous, and he's kind, and he's virtuous, but I can't love him. Like, can we just turn it on? Or turn it off? Or I don't know. Did you have a thought? Yeah, we just, we literally just talked about this relating to Frankenstein and AP literature. Yes! Frankenstein's so good! Like, can you, can you, can you choose who you love? Is love a feeling or a choice? What's the answer? Paradox. Paradox is what? Feeling. Yes. 
Is it a feeling? Is it a choice? Is it a will? Is it a? Uh, it, the answer would be what? Yes, 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 yes. But here's the thing: if it was only a feeling, and my feeling's not there for my wife, can I still love her if there's no feeling? Yeah. Well, I can do what? I can choose to love her when there's no feelings, right? But sometimes when you don't want to choose to love someone, but you have the feelings, you can't control it, can you? And like, right? There's this. I, I want to be, be careful for saying either or, especially when it comes to love, right? So good, we got some more hands up. Let's go in the back corner there. Well, but that's our culture in a lot of respects. Like, I'm done loving you, so yeah, we're early. Like, more often, I think more often people are seeing, oh, well, I don't feel like I love this person, so, you know, there's nothing there, so I'm just going to leave. You know, it doesn't that can happen. Hey, if you think about 1 Corinthians 13, all the things in 1 Corinthians 13, which is the chapter on love, we went through this in class to start this play. Those are all things that you can choose. Being patient, being kind, being, you know... Those are all choices. However, can you just all of a sudden like, oh, I'm going to wake up today and now I love that guy. I'm in love with him. Like, you just choose that? <laughs> That's what we're talking about right now. We're only in act two. This is the plot. And by the way, let's keep discussing it, but be careful of trying to solve this. We're we going to like, for what? 6,000 years of recorded history. Have we figured this out yet? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, well, we have. <laughs> got it. All right, let's keep going. All right, we've got Annie and then Madeline and then Anna again. Go for it. So maybe you're choosing to respond to love. Yes. Yes, you can say. So maybe you fell in love and you can turn it off. But can you just turn it on and all of a sudden fall in love with someone? Although, can you? Oh, we'll get there so good. Yes, Mister. Well, so can we choose and then choose again and choose to go deeper and then choose to go back? And like, isn't there, so I love how you started this, Anna, right? Can you just control love? Well, on some level, can we control how much we love someone or not? Yeah. On another level, has someone ever fallen in love with someone who they, they don't want to be loving right now and they just can't turn it off. Like, is anyone in the room gonna, you don't have to raise your hand, like, come on. You're like, why do I like this person? No, stop, 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 I'm not allowed to like them. Or, or actually, what will come up later, can someone fall in love with someone but they're already married, so you're not allowed to love them? Ooh, that's tricky too. Miss Trot, you had a thought, we were waiting. 
so now we've got different types of love. And by, by the way, what is one of the things I've been doing? The spectrum of love, right? Are there tons of different types of love? Yes, that's what we, we talked about, all this stuff. There's all these different types of love. So some you're choosing, some you're not, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Kiri, you had a hand up? <laughs> maybe though work is a form of love yeah or though could you but Jesus says if you love me you'll obey me and so you can obey someone and have no feelings. And Jesus would even call that what? Love. But at the same time, there's something different between just doing stuff and then doing it out of love or for love. Is there a difference? Let's call it like a categorical difference. Stoner, you had your hand up or not? Yeah, I did. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like it's lust. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. like, I don't know because there's like such a scale of like like you like just you actually love them. So I just feel like this question is like you never can really find the right answer because it's just such a huge scale of like what even is like what would you define love as? So are you are you basically asking this? What is love? <laughs> Come on! Sorry, sorry I couldn't hold. I couldn't <laughs> All right, Morgan, you had your hand up and then well, Tyson. I mean, you look at, so sorry to be like a downer, but like you look no. at abusive relationships, it would be so much easier to get out of abusive relationships, whereas like spousal abuse, it would be so much easier to get like save these people that are stuck in that situation of love when you want to go save them. And right. like those people can't just stop loving somebody because it's the like, oh, but like back then, or like, oh, but wait, they do this, they do this, yeah. they do this. Right. Well, I'm glad you brought up abuse, right? Because interestingly, because we're in intimate, connected relationships with people who we love, because of the intimacy and potentially even the safety of it, we often, they're the ones who we often hurt the most, isn't it? And we might say hurt. Potentially, the really sad stuff is when people were abusing the people we love. And yeah, we might actually really love them, but we also are really, really hurting them, right? Or maybe we don't love them and we're just using them which then it's just abuse. Or maybe we just are jerks and we're just abusing someone, but we're stuck in a marriage with that. Like, right? like all those levels, yes? It's complex, isn't it? But you're right. Being, when, when it's love, but you're being abused, that makes it really, really hard. Because you wish you could just turn that off, but you can't. Or when you're in a marriage that started with love that turns abusive, now you're in a commitment, but it's abusive, right? Oh boy, the layers. This is see why we can like we, we could spend the whole semester 
on just this for 12 nights, couldn't we? Right? So easily. It's a big deal. Because we're all, I was going to play the song again, but I won't. <laughs> oh, <laughs> go play it. Do it. All right. No, go, go, go. I was going to say this off of what Peter and Morgan said, like with the Jesus and like, you can't really like love someone without some sort of feeling. Like, I think choosing to love someone is, if you're making that choice, you're also making a choice to focus on the positive things of that person. And you're not focusing, because if you're choosing to love someone in the midst of abuse, the only reason you may stay in such a hard time is because you're choosing to, to focus on what they bring to you and the positives. And then if you focus on those positives, the feeling comes with those positives. That's just a different perspective. No, I'm, you, sure you, I'm, I'm going to focus on the gold. Jesus yeah. loved us while we were yet sinners. So while we're jerks, he's choosing to love us because he sees the gold in us. And then he pulls that out of us and then takes care of our sin. Woo, that's intense, right? Go God. <laughs> Pretty cool God who is love. What I am going to do, I'm not going to shut the conversation down. No, we can do one, two, three, four, but no more hands. I do want to keep going because we're not done yet. I want to, like, what we're bringing up, there's a whole, we got to read this through one more time. There's a whole other lens to read this poem to, right? There's actually probably 10 more lenses, but we'll at least do one more. Miss Visker. Yeah, love covers a multitude of sins, right? But we also love your neighbor as your self. You've got to love yourself, right? If you're not doing that, how do you even love other people? What does that even look like? Whoa, this is, woo, nice work. So one, two, three. So Miss Trot, and then we'll go Tuffy, and then Sophia. Yeah. For me, love means a completely different battle and hard to be. It's a completely different thing based off life experience and like what you've been through and like your current circumstances too. Like whether or not you believe in love, like there are some people who don't, and that's just like how they live, and they're completely content and happy, you know. So I feel like it just depends on like what love means to you, not like what is love. Now that. Well, I, I should. What is love? Here's one thing to really consider. You just brought in the philosophy class. Where my philosophy class? Right? Is there... Ready? So let's go here. Is there an objective standard for what love actually is? Because if, yeah, if there's not an objective standard, then someone who's abusing someone else could say, but this is just how I love. And call that what? Love, because that, that's what that's my perspective. So if it's completely subjective, you've got to be careful there, because then what is love, right? Anything could be love. But is it true that we all have our subjective perspectives on what ice cream flavor we like and what color we like and what food we like and what clothes we wear and what music we listen to? Is there some subjectivity? Yeah. 
is it completely objective, then we lose the relational side of it. So the answer I would go there is yes and yes. But important, because in worldview, in materialism and atheism and in monism, there is no objectivity. So love is literally whatever you want it to be. Which can be, it sounds nice, but then when someone's abusing someone else, well, I love them. That's not love when you're punching them. Well, it is for me. <sighs> we got to be really careful there, don't we? At the same time, the way that I love someone might look very different, right, than the way you or someone else loves. And that's okay. I hope that's okay because we're all very different. You had a thought? Uh, yeah, and it's kind of, uh, goes back to like a section and like a lot of people are saying, and just how, and I don't know like what, Well, so on the spectrum of love, we see that in Viola. Viola's willing to get Orsino for, get, get Olivia for Orsino, and she's totally sacrificing what she wants so someone else can have something. Maybe we'll sacrifice his parents what we want, which could be a divorce. We'll sacrifice what we want so our kids can have some unity and some stability at the very least in structure. Although for some kids, that might be worse, right? So that's all. We don't need to go down that rabbit hole. But the concept of sacrificial love for someone else, that's actually love. Like, can that be love? To sacrifice what you want. Right? I mean, read the Bible. <laughs> yeah, right? Sophia, thanks for your patience. I was just going to say, I don't think anybody can choose who they love, but I think that people can choose how they love them Ooh. and how it manifests. Like, I love my brother in a different way than I love my parents or my grandparents yeah. or my cousins, and I think... I think that's how the topic of abuse comes up. Like it manifests as like yeah. hatred or something. And deep down, they could really love them, but it's just not like displaying correctly. There you go. Let's go. All right, can we do? Don't worry, we're not done. Like we have all semester, right? So can we do some add to this? So we'll add to what? So I read through it a second time, this little poem, and boom, it just exploded into a conversation on love, right? And I was doing a little bit. The poem is like carpe diem. Don't miss out. You're only young once. You're getting older. You're never going to get this face, this body, this heart, this experience back. Right? You're going to be in college, and then you're not going to be in college. Or maybe you're not going to go to college. Or maybe you're going to do a gap year. Or maybe, you know, maybe you're going to get married next year. Maybe you're going to get married in five years. Maybe you're not going to get married. Anyway, you slice it. Careful. Careful. Love is super powerful. It's, um, it's an amazing experience. It's really profound. It's really rich. It's really deep. Careful missing out on it. Does that make sense? Go Shakespeare. We give it up. Okay, now ready? Let's do another reading. Here we go. This is what we can do with one Shakespeare poem. Who is Festy singing to? Literally, in the play. The, the drunken fools. They're all drunk. It's just a drunken party, and we put on this song about love, and it's Festy, and he's singing to them. 
I, I, I'll always say this to any parent who calls me. I still am in touch with one parent who I had a student in my class who I'm like, you know, Mr. D, why did you tell my kid this? I'm like, it's Shakespeare, sorry. Uh, but on the other hand, I'm like, did they listen to the whole lesson? Maybe, maybe not, right? Maybe they only heard me say, go fall in love. Don't miss out on love, right? Because, by the way, did I say that? Yeah, but for 20 years I've done this lesson. And I always do this third read-through every single time. <laughs> Not because I'm at a Christian school as a Christian teacher interpreting Shakespeare this way, because it's Shakespeare. It's totally there in a play about love in Act 2 when we get our plot. Let's read this poem as if God is singing it to you. You might be like, what? Well, let's, let's give it a shot. Oh, mistress mine, where are you roaming? Yeah, hey, humans that I love, why are you wandering around looking for love? Stay in here. You're what? Your true love's coming. I'm coming, big white horse in the sky. You know, like, Emmanuel, God with us, encounter, you heard about it today in chapel. Stay and hear. By the way, be still, and he who has ears, let him hear. Your true love's coming. That can sing high and low. God's a pretty good singer. Trip no further, pretty sweeting. Have you let God call you sweetheart yet? And for the guys, try to run with it a little bit here. Have you? Have you let God? I mean, read Song of Solomon. Right? Like, this is a love story that we're in. God adores you. He, he loved you so much he died for you. Have you let God call you sweetheart? Nickname. Right? Okay. Stop wandering around looking for love out there. Love's where? Right here. I'm your God. I love you. You are my beloved. <laughs> And journeys end in lovers meeting. Everybody knows that. When you're done journeying on this planet, come up here to the big wedding in the sky. You will be with your true love. Your journey will end with true love. Right? I mean, right? Bridegroom and the bride? Isn't that the whole story? Now you might be like, okay, whatever. No, is it there? It's there. <laughs> that makes sense. So much so that, like, what, what is love? I wonder, have you done this yet? And this is where I, I take this very sincerely for my high school students. What is love? Tis not hereafter. Present mirth has present laughter. Because what's to come is still unsure. Stop putting off learning how to love God and be loved by God. Stop. Just stop putting it off. What should you focus on right now? Have you let God love you yet? And by the way, love the Lord your God with what? <laughs> Heart, soul, mind, and strength. Have you done that yet? Yes, no. Yes, no. Like, if you haven't done that yet, then stop putting, I'll fall in love with God later. I'll love God when I'm an adult. I'll love God after I get my job and whatever. No, no, no. The first and greatest commandment is to do what? Love God, are you, do you, see, here's the thing. Not, I, I'm a Christian, or I go to church, or I do my devotions, or whatever. No, 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 no. 
ready to put all that over here. Do you love God? 3,000 year legacy of David. David loved God. John was the disciple that Jesus loved, right? Because <laughs> he knew that Jesus totally loved him. Jesus loved all the disciples that way. But you know what? John loved who? Loved Jesus. In delay there lies no plenty. Keep putting it off. How many people over four years of Christian schooling have said, go love God, go love God, go love God. Keep putting it off, that's fine. But in delay there lies no plenty. The whole point there is if you keep waiting for this, you're missing out on what? God's love. <laughs> not religion. Not church. You're missing out on what? God's love for you. And then come kiss me, sweet and 20. And you might be like, okay, lost me, D. No, 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 no. How does the whole story start? Genesis. How does Adam come alive? Literally. What's God doing with Adam? They're sharing breath. The whole story starts with a kiss. <laughs> when was the last time you smooched God and you're like, ah, no, no, don't do it. Fine, you can be weirded out by it. That's the good stuff. What, you guys, a kiss you have to take off your mask. And you have to get where? This close. <laughs> Moses was how close to God? Face to face. Mary Magdalene, her legacy is getting the first bear hug of the risen savior. <laughs> I'm so jealous. Right? <laughs> so much so that God, Jesus is like, okay, Mary, like seriously, Mary, <laughs> like, oh, stop clinging to me. She's like, yeah. right? Like, that's, that's love. Then come kiss me, sweet and 20. In your devos, are you just doing this for devos? Okay, you can like hang out with a book. Good. But maybe for your quiet time, why don't you and God smooch it up a little bit? Why don't you share pneuma? The breath of God is called the pneuma. It is life, literally life. Have you, are you see, the kiss is intimate. Encounter. Right? Youth's stuff will not endure. Read the end of Ecclesiastes. Get to know your creator while you're young, because you're going to get old. <laughs> why, why wait for divine love? How are Is it there? Ready? Real quick. Is it there? You don't have to read it this way at all. But am I allowed to? Is it there? Actually, if you want to read it this way, maybe catch what's being said. Hey, everybody in Twelfth Night, you're all running around looking for love in a human. Will that really satisfy? Can I really give my wife what she really needs? Uh, no. <laughs> and by the way, if I expect her to, how's that going to go? Yeah, no way. If, if by the, 
let's, let's back it up. Even maybe a fourth read-through would be like this. Hey, before you go try and fall in love with a human being or enjoy human love, make sure you get what first? Get the divine love first, because then you'll be what? Full. And then you can do what? Love another human being without needing them. Because right now, if you're not filled with God's love, you need love, and I need love. And so if I'm not filled with God's love, I'm going to expect my wife to fill that? <laughs> oh my gosh, that's so unfair. <laughs> Will that even work? No. So, yes, smooch it up, fall in love, carpe diem, carpe smoochum. But what did your English teacher just say? What did Shakespeare just say to you? Before you go do that, smooch it up with God first. Like, get to know God first so that you can freely choose to love someone else without needing them. Because you're what? You're complete. You're whole. I've read plenty of psychology books on marriage and love and relationships. And you know what? One of the biggest issues that everybody points to is that people, when they get married, are wounded and broken. And so they're expecting their spouse to fix the, he the wounds and to fill in all the gaps. And can we do that on some level as humans? And can that work out on some level for love? Maybe yes, but we're wired. We're made for divine love. And can I give my wife the divine love that she needs. Ready? No, or, I mean, no, because only God can do that. But if I'm filled to overflowing with God's love, can it spill out on her? Uh, did we just watch the movie? Are we, <laughs> are we tracking? What happens when we add that to our discussion that we just had, or even to this play? May, you guys, maybe the fool in the play, maybe he's actually giving us the plot. Isn't this the plot of the story? <laughs> Trip no further, pretty sweeting. Right? Stop wandering around looking for love in a place where you're not going to find it. Real love. Thoughts on that? Questions? Comments? Does it make sense? It's weird. I feel like I shut the conversation down. I wasn't trying to do that. Or are we just processing or pondering? Or <laughs> you watch the movie? Actually, before we watch the movie, can I do something for you, which I think is kind of fun? I've been playing this one, right? <laughs> Let's do this. Um, some very, very, very wealthy British dude likes music and likes literature and likes Shakespeare or maybe it was a woman, I shouldn't use the word dude, but person, human, group of people decided, I want to hear what these songs sounded like. So when I was studying in England, I was in a bookshop and I saw these little cassettes, because what was it, 30 years ago, 25 years ago? These little cassettes, it's called Sound Alive, and these really, really rich people paid people to make the instruments that would have been timepiece instruments. So they, would, they made the instruments that they would have been made of, handmade from 400 years ago. Hey. Oh, thank you. Look, save in the school. Let's go. Grab a man. You're saving lives right there. All right. He, they made the instruments, and then they paid the people to learn how to play them. 
and then they paid them to learn this song, and then they recorded it. And the whole point was to try and give us a little bit of a taste of what it might have been like to be in Elizabethan, Elizabethan England with their music and their instruments and their, yeah? It's called Sound Alive. I've got it for you here. If you want to, you can get a little taste of this on what page? Yeah, page 226. Those of you who are musical out there, um, we've got it right here. So are we ready for this? If you want to jump on the table, dance around. These tables will break, so don't. Sorry. But. Here it comes. Come on. Not bad. cranking it like they were today, right? No? Yeah. So maybe this is what it sounds like. Maybe not. So that's what? 400 years ago, and then here we are, I think, what, 18 years ago? <laughs> there it is, right? <laughs> or... Okay, I'll stop talking. Should we just watch the movie? Yeah, of course. All right, so here's Festy. I actually, all this aside, I really like how this movie interprets the song. And they give Festy a beautiful voice. And they have him kind of singing it there. I think by doing that, I think they give us the layers. If you want the layers, you can look for them. I actually think Toby and Andrew kind of get it a little bit, the way this is done. If you would like to flip back and forth, you can put your finger on page 134 and 135. Okay, actually, yeah, 134 and 135, everybody see that? And so what they're gonna do, this director's got this happening in one house and the next scene between Arsino and Viola in the other house. And what are Arsino and Viola discussing? Did anybody catch it? Viola. Yeah, Arsino's like, hey, Cesario, buddy. You fell in love with somebody, didn't you? And what is what is Viola saying? Yeah. And so he Arsino's like, uh, what's she look like? She kinda looks like you, Arsino. He's like, What? That's so weird. How old? Oh, kinda your age. Like, are we catching it? So she totally gives it away, but does he get it? No, he doesn't get it. Okay, so that they they go back and forth if you want to follow it. Here we go. Mistress mine, where are you roaming? Oh, stay and hear your true love's coming. That she's in love. 
So here's the other scene four. <laughs> so great. How does that like this tune? It's very echo to the seat. My love is thrilled. So you thought I was crazy, but he actually wrote it in there, didn't he? Where love is thrown. Right? Okay, sorry. That was a big monster. Oh, yeah, nice word. Every wise man sound of love. Excellent, good effect. Good, good. <laughs> what is love? Tis not hereafter. Present mother present laughter. My life upon <laughs> and other laughs, and I have stayed upon some faith that he loves. That's the cloth for it. Looks a little like you. What kind of woman is? <laughs> of your complexion. <laughs> She's not worth even. <laughs> Years, if I. Huh? Um, about your years. <laughs> That's still the woman taken elder than herself. So where is she doing? Huh. Poor boy. However, we do praise ourselves. Our fancies are more giddy and unfurled, more longing, wavering. Sooner lost and worn than women's are. Well, I know it. Then let thy love be younger than thyself. Hmm? Women are as roses whose fair flower been once displayed. Doth fall that very hour. Really, I see that. Well? Although, does Viola agree or does Cesario agree? I wonder. Don't worry, we'll get there, but. There's some identity stuff going on. Even when they to perfection grow. Did you have a thought? Oh no, this is easy. What? How do I do this? What do I do? How do I do this? What happened? That was a weird pause. Maybe that's why it happened. What? Where do you see your face? It is a smart TV. It knows that Domingo is too much. You gotta shut this down. No more teaching on love, right? This Shakespeare stuff's over the top. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever you gotta do. Oh yeah, look at the pause. Keep going. What to come is still unsure. What to come is still unsure. Uh oh, uh oh, what's happening? Did anybody see it? Oh no!
Lefresque. Lefresque's voice is on true knife. I love that. Contagious breath. Contagious breath. Very sweet and contagious. Your next compliment. Contagious breath. Drunk, that's right. Drunken party, right? That's right. That was too painful. Uh-oh, yellow socks. Do you hear what they're singing? The 12 days of Christmas, 12th night, 12 days of Christmas, that's all connected. Tension in the room? I must be round with you. My mistress bade me tell you that though she harbors you as her kinsman, she has nothing allied to your disorders if you can separate yourself and your misdemeanors. You are welcome to the house. If not, she is very willing to bid you farewell. Farewell, dear heart. Since I must needs be gone, he could sit. His eyes do show, his days are almost done. Just a servant. Are you, you, you're telling us what to do? You're a servant in this house. Oh, by the way, just because you're some Puritan, we can't have any fun. Everybody catch it? <laughs> 
Circle, underline, that's a big one, bottom of page 129. and danger shall be what in the mouth too. Down to the right. Go, sir. Rub your chain with crumbs. Ooh, rub your chain with crumbs? He just said a stoop of wine, Maria. If you prize my lady's favor, not anything more than contempt, you would not give means for this uncivil rule. Who's she gonna pick? Toby says more wine. Her boss says, you shouldn't be supporting this drunken party. Do you care about Olivia or not? Who should she listen to? How'd that go? How'd that go? Not good. All right. Everybody catch the scene. Drunken party. Malvolio is doing his job. Hey, shut up. You're all being really loud. We can't sleep here. The tension, the wine. I'm going to go tell on her. You're going to get kicked out. Yeah. Is it before? So he's wearing yellow around. Yes. Let's give it up. Nice catch. So you can see Maria right now is coming up with her plan. She's going to play right into it. Does that make sense? We can blow by this. Uh, hopefully you're getting to know my class a little bit. We're not going to blow by it. We need to get this drunken party scene into our context at Wheaton Academy. We don't need to, but if we don't, we're, we're missing an opportunity right now. So I'm going to frame it like this. Where are you in this scene? Think about all the characters in this scene right now. Which type of character are you in this type of scene? Tyson, can we use you as an example? Is that okay? Is that all right? So let's say we'll, 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 we'll roll the sleeves up a little bit and we'll say it's May and we've got vaccine and we're backing out and we don't have to worry about the masks anymore. We've kind of come on the other side of it, which would be a dream, right? Or a miracle <laughs> we get there by May. And so Hogan is going to throw a party. Yeah? Big party? Let's do it. Let's go. So Tyson's going to throw a big party. And you're like, let's go. Everybody come. Like, everybody here. So everybody in this class, everybody, like seniors, let's go. All of them. Senior party. Some juniors can come. Well, here we go. So big party at Hogan's, yes? Okay. Now, I know your parents are little. Not a ton, but getting to know them. Really cool people. And they're like, you know what, Tyson? You're heading off to college potentially at some point here. Maybe soon, right? And so what we're going to do is we're going to give you a chance to practice. We're out. See ya. You got the house to yourself. You and your friends just have a ball. We don't need to be there, right? So you got, you got it. How's that feeling? 
You good? You got this? Yeah. All right, sweet. So Tyson's got a big party going, okay? It's a Wheaton Academy party. All y'all, so everybody in the room, and Solomon, you can go too, right? <laughs> You're there, and the senior, like senior class, like we're there, and whoever juniors are part of this gets to be there. We're at your house. Got it? How's it going? There's a lot of people who you've packed in, spilling into the yard, music, having good food, having a great time, yeah? And then a van shows up. Ooh, Luke Joppy. <laughs> what was that? Luke Joppy has a van. And maybe, it, I, maybe. I was going to say, here's what we got to do. Ready? Without, now that we've got that name, we won't use... Luke shopping, right? So we've got a band. It's from another school. It's from another school. And they open up the back of the van. They don't even talk to you, dude. They just, the kegs are coming in and they pound them down. And it's not root beer kegs. It's real, real alcohol, right? So they pour it out and they brought. They brought yellow solo cups because they were all out of red solo cups. Oh, so uh, they've got the yellow, and they're just like, they're not asking. They're just like, here, here, in your house. They're just handing out the beer, and then someone pulls out a bag. It's not oregano. Oh. <laughs> they're not spicing up the dinner with oregano. It's not Italian seasoning, right? It's marijuana, the real stuff, right? And they're rolling joints and they're passing it out like in your house, right? Everybody time out. I want you to pre pretend that you're there. Interestingly, time out, right? This is a Wheaton Academy party. It's at your house. I'm, I'm not picking on you, but we'll just start here. What do you do? Take them out. What? You're, we're just, well, come on, just because you're some Wheaton Academy Christian kid, we can't have some fun? Yep. <laughs> but now all of a sudden, who is Tyson in this scene? But actually, ready, time out. Is he Malvolio? He's Tyson. Here's the scoop. I have a hunch. Are you going to do it like Malvolio did? Now, I want to just, I want to start with that. You know what's missing from this? What's missing is a kind Christian who has some boundaries and wants to you know, have a healthy, fun party without all that other stuff involved, right? But is that Malvolio? Now, so that's the character that's missing. Ready? Real quick, time out though. Ironically, how do you think the drunken high fools will respond even to the kind Christian who's saying, please leave? It, I want to catch it. Same response, isn't it? That's right there, lesson number one. That's what's intriguing to me. When you've got the drunken high fools, how are they going to respond to getting shut down? Even if you're kind and loving, how are they going to respond? Probably pretty poorly. Not always, but in this scene, even if Malvolia was nice to Andrew and Toby, do you think that would have gone well? Probably not. Unfortunately, we've got a who in this scene. It's Malvolio. But already, let's start connecting the dots. You're all at that party. So where are you? Are you a Malvolio? 
no, 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 pointing fingers, and you're, I'm better than you because I don't do that, and you need to all shut it down. You're all idiots. Are you the one bringing it? I went here. <laughs> I've been here for 20 years teaching. Are you the one bringing the drugs to the Wheaton Academy party? Are you the one bringing the alcohol to the Wheaton Academy party? Are you the Maria? Maybe you didn't bring it. Are you the Maria, though, who's kind of torn? You know you really shouldn't be doing it, but you kind of really want to, and you like the people who are brought it, and so you want to make them happy. Are you a Maria at Wheaton Academy right now? You're kind of stuck because you kind of want that, but you know you shouldn't. Are you an Andrew? Okay, whatever. Let's do it. <laughs> or maybe you're paying for it because you're the one who's got the money. Right? Are you a Festy? What's Festy doing right here, right in the scene? Everybody catch it? He's just doing what? Watching. He's having fun, he's watching, he's adding, and then he's doing what? <laughs> Sneaking out the back so he doesn't get what? Doesn't get cut. Are you, the, are you the kid who went to the party, supported the party, had fun in the party, and then ran when the police started showing up so you didn't get in trouble? Wait, when did the police come? They haven't yet. But would they? <laughs> That's the thing is, the police haven't come yet, right? But even there, I, I think actually at this type of a party, we wouldn't even need the police per se. It's when the phones come out, done, right? I, I think what's intriguing to me is, are you the Orsino? What's Orsino doing? He's the Duke, what's he doing? He's just chilling in his house while there's a woman that he loves who has to deal with his drunk, perverted uncle who's totally abusive with all these drunken parties late at night and he's over doing what? Yeah. <laughs> Maybe he's doing his own thing, but he's snoring away, letting all this happening, not doing anything about it. Maybe you're the Wheaton Academy student. It's like, I'm not there. I wasn't there. I wasn't doing anything. Yeah, but are you letting all your friends have to deal with all this while you're over here nice and clean, not touching any of it? Okay, maybe. Now, I don't want to bring up any guilt or shame. Everybody catching that? I'm not trying to do that. But I wonder if some of us are the Olivias. You don't know what to do. Your own classmates are caught up in this stuff. You're not participating. It's at your school. But you don't know what to do, right? Like, do you have authority or not? I, I've tried. I sent somebody to talk to him. It's not working, and I, it's my own house, and it's this mess. And right? like, I find it so intriguing that when we pause one scene and we start saying, like, where am I in this scene? How do I get this off the screen into our lives? It's a drunken party. How long have they been around? <laughs> Right? Are they here? Yeah. And by the way, if there was one last weekend or the weekend before that, I'm not referring to that. Although ironic if it was here. Look, look at that. I don't, even, I don't even know. Although I do find out about most of them or know about more than you think. Right? We're not clueless. <laughs> right? But I'm not, by the way, like if that's what's going on, well, good thing we're talking about it then. Right? Like, <laughs> here we go. Shakespeare. Thanks, Shakespeare. <laughs> Once again. Right? 
At the very least, are you going to have to deal with this when you head off to college? Yes or no? I mean, only at the secular schools, right? <laughs> I think it's even more apropos for the Wheaton, Taylor, Gordon, wherever you're going to end up. Because is this stuff happening at those schools? Yeah, but it's all laced with Christianity. He's the Christian, right? Give me faith, say I, right? Well, so is Malvolio. Well, you know, Andrew, <laughs> he's just a puppy tag-along, right? But like, how... It, what just happened to our play of love? Our, our, we had the beautiful the song about love, and then what just happened to it? What got inserted into love? Drunken party. Did that enhance all of the love in the play? Did that add to it? Now, by the way, if you notice, I didn't say party. I said what? I like a good party. If Christians aren't throwing the best parties, we're screwing up. No wonder people are going to the drunken ones, right? Like Christians need to be throwing the best parties, the most fun, having the best fun, right? If you have to be drunk to have fun, sorry, <laughs> you don't know what fun is then. Because like when you're drunk, you're not in control of yourself and half the time you can't remember and then you puke in the morning. Like, that's fun, okay, whatever, <laughs> right? If you have to be high in order to be relaxed enough to talk to a friend, are you catching it? <laughs> deal with your tension and deal with your communication issue so you don't have to be high in order to have fun. Does that make sense? So careful justifying that. The best parties are the one where you're awake and you're alert and you're connecting and you're laughing and you're enjoying good food and enjoying good drink and you can remember it and there's no shame afterwards and you're in control, kind of, right? Like, are we tracking? What's our subplot? In a play about love, we got our plot. What's our subplot? What would you guys call this in your life? Because I could say it, but anybody, what, what, what would you call the subplot now that it's on screen? Too many lessons in one, one block period. We're trying to figure this out, aren't we? <laughs> I went from like, fall in love with God to drunken party. Like, to make this. <laughs> Sorry, it's Shakespeare. <laughs> right? I mean, if you were watching this, you'd have to deal with it in 20 minutes of each other, right? 10 minutes. We're at least slowing down. Maybe that's not helping. Subplot, drunken fools, right? The, the, the drunken part, the drunken foolishness that's going on in the backdrop of this love story. Maybe? I don't know. Thoughts, questions, or comments? Please keep in mind that I like doing this soon enough where I'm not looking out at anybody's face saying, oh, yeah, well, you're that Am I doing that right now? I'm not trying to do that. I, I hardly even know. And by the way, I just even admitted that I'm not sure about the parties or whatever, right, that have happened already, or last year per se, although I do know something last year. <laughs> like, I'm not trying to target any of you. I'm just saying, 
This is what's on stage in this class and what Shakespeare put on stage 400 years ago and what we're studying right now in the context of love and by the way, in a Christian context. Where are you? Which character do you want to be? How do we navigate this? Let me come full circle if we don't have a thought or a comment. Spicing. Yeah, what do we do? It's at your house. The drunken fools now are like pissed and they're like, like, leave, no, okay, fine, I'm going to call the cops because you guys got to get out of my house. How's that going to go down? Yeah, right, it's just tricky. You're like, hey, what's your coming home? Like, hey, I'm going to go home. Like, what happened to our modern party? Another mask. Everybody touch it. Another mask of disguise. Oh, oh, what's happening? Oh. it doesn't <laughs> Someone, I'm like, who adores Android? One could say, his mom. I'm like, okay, fine, maybe. <laughs> Is he adorable? But look at this line that's snuck in there. I was adored once. Come on, what do we all, on some level, what do we all want? <laughs> Don't we want someone to adore us? Right? I was adored once. Sorry, Andrew, right now, not so much. Like, right? Is that adorable? 
What did he just call Maria? A what? A dog. A true bred dog. On the spectrum of love, is that love? He's called, I mean, I love yellow labs. <laughs> I love dogs. But what kind of relationship is the me to my dog? Right? Fetch. Sit. Stay. And he's like, oh, she totally likes me. Sweet. I could take advantage of that, couldn't I? Ah! <laughs> and by the way, we talked about the difference between Tyson and Malvolio. What kind of a Puritan? This is really important as the play unfolds, in case you missed it. Everybody go to bottom of 131. What type of Christian is Malvolio? Well, ready? He's the devil of a Puritan. So he's a Christian who's like who? Satan. He's a time pleaser, an affectioned ass, right? That comes state without book or other like great swaths and persuaded of himself. He, he thinks everybody loves him, and he thinks he's the best. How are we doing? What type of Christian? Self-righteous, ego-driven, thinks everybody likes him, makes everybody have to follow all the rules, affectioned ass, right? That's important. It's not a Tyson. <laughs> you are not those things, right? But I think that's important, too, to consider that's who they're coming against in this play, and that's who Shakespeare sticks on stage. Not just any old Christian, that type of Christian. Fair enough? That's important. Thoughts, questions, or comments? Let me just look at my time here. I think we're supposed to wrap it up at 11.50, which is right now. Call it a day. That was a lot today. Um, nice job, team. Solomon, thanks for queuing in. We've got to show a video here uh, for community time. Um, so we'll make a brief transition, and I'll start that video. But hey, don't miss Act 2, right? We'll get to scene 5 on Friday, and we'll actually have time to start Act 3. So you've got some time to start reading that. Well done. So I guess what's your homework today? Go fall in love with God, <laughs> smooch God, and then maybe fall in love with someone else and be really careful at the drunken parties. Like, right? I'll, yeah, avoid them. Yeah. Yeah, do what you got to do. All right. Peace out. Great job today.